When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hello again. It's talking real money time. I'm Don, along with Tom and you, trying to make your life better by making money easier to deal with and cutting through all the crud out there. I didn't use crap, I used crud. Uh, when it comes to investing advice and Oh my gosh. There's just so much bad stuff. It's hard. It's really hard to keep up with it all. So we kind of cycle through all of the, the guilty parties and one of the guiltiest parties in the realm of mass money media are the people who appropriately call themselves the motley fool. I mean, really, would you pick that as a name for a serious money-making venture? Yeah, fool. Yeah, I want to be fooled. Fool me. Well, that's kind of what the fool does. They People follow them religiously. But what the fool is best at, the fool is best at clickbait. They really are. They have all these stories that they publish that get picked up all over the place with headlines like this one that came out yesterday. Three Vanguard ETFs. Now listen to this carefully that could help you retire a millionaire. Okay, that pretty if, much applies to anything. If you start anything. with multi-millions or what? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure yeah. start with. Huh. If you and, start with $999,000. These will do the trick. These will and 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 then the article is meatless. It is like a vegetarian burger because you get into it and the three funds they tell you about. Yeah. The S&P 500 growth fund not no value, no value whatsoever. The Vanguard Dividend Depreciation ETF, which is almost the actively same stocks. managed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Vanguard Information Technology ETF. Oh, good lord! Those three. How did they come up with those three? We have no idea. They're the first three when you go to the Vanguard page, maybe. I, <laughs> That's they, a bad they, joke. Well, no, here's the thing. Mm. What they're doing is they're going, oh, well, the Vanguard S&P 500 growth fund has had had annualized returns of greater than 19% since 2010. Ooh. Well, why? They don't ask that question. Oh, because growth stocks have done, have in the past decade, done, done, past tense, done, past tense, far better than value stocks over that 10-year time frame, which is basically all they measured. Now, they, they ignore the fact, Tom, that value stocks over long periods of time have, have outperformed growth stocks. And I think that holds true for every 20-year period looking back to somewhere oh. around 1930. You go 20 mm -hmm. years, 20 years, 20 mm -hmm. years. But you're, there are periods of time when you do not get paid in industry parlance the premium 
for holding those undervalued stocks. Okay, so the Motley Fool, well, you didn't finish, you didn't give us the punchline. The punchline is at the end, they say, oh, by the way. Oh, they always have that. At the very yeah. bottom. Oh, yeah. I love that. At the very bottom, it says, uh, and we'll show you the 10 best stocks for investors to buy now. The 10 best stocks. Yeah. Individual stocks. Now, if you want to learn those 10 best stocks, you have to subscribe to their stock advisor service. Which is and a by, stock picking, which we just in our last. I was just going to say. So if you want to talk about stock picking, it doesn't work. No, it. Well, no, you need to stick with the same uh, method of delivery. It has not worked. Past tense. It has not worked well at all. In fact, okay. So if we're going to throw. Can, people, I, can I let him yeah. in on one other little well, trick here? Well, because they claim that the stocks they've picked have done four times better than the S&P 500, four times. Let me tell you what the trick is here. When they recommend the stock, they track the performance from the moment they recommended the stock in their publication. Now, one, we we can't track that, and I, I Mark Holbert doesn't even track them. Nope. So I, I don't know how they can make this claim, but that, let's say that they're – the reality is, though, when they recommended that stock, they recommended it to tens of thousands of people simultaneously. So basically, only the first person got that return. Everybody else was paying consistently higher prices as thousands of people go out and try to buy that same stock in the market, eventually uh, uh, diluting the returns down to hmm, right about what the market returns. And by the way, yeah, if you're late to that game, that might be horrible, right? After the stock price has been pushed up. Okay, so Just I makes me I am poor. Yeah, and as you pointed out, you can't measure their results because it's not public. In other words, there's no mm-hmm. place where you can go in and say, "Well, that sounds independently good, verified." Yeah, thank you. Like where, Mark Holbert did, or like the Dow Jones uh, S and P indices that we talked about yesterday, where they looked at the actual performance of actively managed mutual funds, and almost ninety percent of them failed to beat the index. But speaking of the cheesecake, uh, I got to pick on Chuck Jaffe, who normally. I and like for those of work. you who don't know what he's talking about with cheesecake, that is a euphemism we use <laughs> for investment, P-O-R-N. Oh, okay. There you go. So uh, because I read his column in the Seattle Times pretty much every Sunday, I think he has a podcast too. We interviewed him once years ago, I think on the old uh, sound investing, and I think we might have interviewed him after that. But anyway, so his advice generally is pretty good. We have a little bit of argument with him because I think he does – some indexing and some active and it's like you're a Republican and a Democrat, but okay, that's his business. But here's where I really, it really upsets me when I read this stuff because I know it leads you to making bad decisions in his most recent column. He writes the Bloomberg 60, 40 index designed to show the results for a classic mix of 60% stocks and 40% bonds has been getting hammered this year. A 60-40 has been getting hammered this year. So I'm like, whoa, wow, I must hammered? have missed something. Yeah, so I decided to look it up. Uh, as How did of, it do? As of last weekend, uh, a globally diversified stock portfolio with 40% in intermediate-term bonds has lost 2.5%. Now, I know both stocks wow. and bonds have gone down 
So that's been unusual, but that's not Hambert. And let me, I'll give you a couple of examples of what really Hambert is. Cause these are personal examples that I lived through. I played, this is a true story. I played in a state championship game in youth soccer when I was like 14 years old. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. That Set was so up. long ago. Are you sure you can still remember? <laughs> I can actually still remember because I played in a fancy stadium. Dude, dude, that's 50 years ago. I know. And my friends came to the game and we're watching, yeah. but they only lasted a half because at halftime, we were already losing five to nothing and we ended up losing nine to nothing. Championship game, nine to nothing. That is hammered, okay? We can unequivocally. In soccer, in soccer, that is. That hammered, is the yes. equivalent of, you know, 70 to nothing in football, right? Basically. Uh, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a hammering, a two and a half percent loss is not hammered. And here's the reason that I really take umbrage with this statement, because I know people read it and they think, oh yeah, I've heard before the 60, 40 doesn't work. I got to sell something. I got to do something. If I'm getting hammered, I got to make a move. I don't, I think it's poor advice and it is truly cheesecake. And here's what I think about the rest of that cheesecake. You raise a great point cheesecake. about where it comes from. You should yeah. always know the source and the motivation of that source. I think you used the expression clickbait when it came to Motley Fool. Exactly. They're trying to get more of you to say, yeah, I got to. These guys have beat this by, what'd you say, four times? Four or something? times the S&P 500. I got to do claim. that. Yeah, I got to do that. Number two, I wouldn't read anything about short term this or short term that or predictions. Long term performance, I'm willing to read it. I'll see, you know, what's that talking about? And here's the other number that I think is important. I will put it out there. I would say 99.9% of the advice that you get written, television, radio, podcast, et cetera, is to be ignored. It is truly cheesecake. Yeah, Larry Squedro, Paul Merriman, there's voices out there that you should pay attention to that are looking at long-term ways to invest. But most of it, frankly, it's it's uh, it's your standard New York style cheesecake served up cool and should not be swallowed whole. Well, OK, then. Got it. Thank you. Served up cool. but Maybe cool whip yeah. on it. I don't know. OK, I, I, I'm going to have to think about that one for a minute. <laughs> um, Swallow, my friend. Swallow. Um, and speaking here's I've, I've made this point for many, many years it, in the old olden days, back in the old days, <laughs> it used to be value line. That claimed right. that their yep. stock picking beat uh, these huge numbers, huge numbers. And they had this newsletter, and it was a printed newsletter that they, they they sent out for years and years and years. And they claimed that their performance, they were like three, four times the indexes, just killing them. So they decided to start their own mutual fund. That's right. Using their picks. Their mutual fund underperformed the indexes. Why? Same reason I told you. The market equalizes. If you, Tom, you, you had a system, you were a brilliant mathematician, which you're not, but we're going to pretend you're a <laughs> brilliant you. mathematician mm-hmm. and you figured out a system like Motley Fools, where you could make four times the market trading stocks. And it always worked. It worked for 20, 30, 40 years. It always works. It always works. Would you sell that to me? No, I would be in my basement doing it one hour a day and then the rest of the time watching reruns of the El Clasico. Nobody in their right mind would sell you a system that they themselves could use to make lots of money because the minute they sell it to you, it dilutes and dilutes and dilutes. And the more of you to whom they sell it, 
the more dilutive it is. That is why anybody who sells you a get-rich-quick scheme is getting rich via the scheme, the selling you of the scheme, not doing the scheme. Good way to put it. All right, here we go. Questions, 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 questions. They came in like mad from people all over America. All right. All right, here we go. Don and Tom. Love the way that one starts. (laughs) I received a huge capital gains lump sum last year of over $50,000 from the Vanguard Target Day 2030. Oh, you're one of those people. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> one, I've now heard now I I now have a huge tax bill of almost $10,000. This was Vanguard messed up here. They well, just it's did. already a class action lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. They just course messed is. up. It was yeah. really a, a foolish, foolish business decision, in my opinion, on their part. We like Vanguard, but I don't like this decision. She goes on to say, I am freaking out. And I do not blame you. $10,000 is a, a heck of a lot of money. Yeah, it is. I recently heard that if my wages plus capital gains are greater than 132 that I will have to pay back the $7,000 I contributed to my Roth last year. I don't know the numbers off I, the top of my find head. The right I number. thought it was I'm sure that's right. something. No, well, oh, she sounds like I'm she may be couples. single. Yeah, single. I think you're right. I think it I starts. Think I think it starts number. winding it's out for couples at like 180 something and goes away completely at like 209. Hold on, let's find out. I have here. a bad feeling that's correct. Yes, yeah, so you'll have to go. I want to check. So this 7, is for 2021. Correct. Yep. And for 2021, single filers are uh, at a zero at over 140. Yeah. So at 132, okay. you'd have to it take out half. It starts down. Yep. Right. Yeah. It starts at going 132, down. you'd have to take out half. Which is really unfun because you got to move it back and you're going to yeah. have to pay tax on any gain, yeah. et cetera. It's not going to be a good day. And And I concur. I think that was an outrageously poor decision by Vanguard. Was yeah, they, and they did it. They did it to help out some of their institutional yep. clients, and mm-hmm. and it ended up hurting a lot of little people, which they're um, supposed to be supportive of us little people. If you don't excuse mind. me, this is a new world, sir. It really I'm not is. a little person anymore. I'm too. It's, I'm too no, big no, now for little person so, status. As we as we said in our <laughs> our our video cast last week about yeah. uh, about the movie Margin Call, it yeah. very succinctly states. That this business, Wall Street, I don't care what firm it is, generally is not working for the little people. They're working no, for not, the big people. Not, not generally, they're the not big... working. It, you're. It's hmm, a good question. Oh, I mean, okay, so you're saying that they spe- they don't specifically set out necessarily to do bad, but they would rather but they care about err. the people, the owners, instead they're of they're going the, to err toward remember, but their at big Vanguard, clients. You are the owner. Yeah, but the bigger clients own a bigger share than you own. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really sorry. Uh, That just sucks. It really sucks. It does. It sucks. It was just awful. So yeah, you pushed yourself out of Roth. Yeah, that's too bad. Here's another question, and then we're going to wrap up the podcast. Mm, All right. Um, Hi. The cash portion of our portfolio is very high right now because of the sale of a family business. Congratulations. I'm looking at an ultra short-term bond ETF, V-U-S-B, from Vanguard. Versus the floating rate ETF, FFRHX, must be from Fidelity, uh, for the fixed income portion. What is your opinion of floating rate funds ETFs? In this case, the FF, 
RHX looks attractive because the yield is higher, 3.19% versus 1.62. And the variability is lower. Uh, let's see. The I'm variability the, is lower on the floating rate. That yeah, doesn't probably, seem right. Probably, actually, that does actually. Make, let me look them up. Well, because, okay, but in a general sense, and Don can tell you more why. We're not fans of floating rate securities generally. Hold on a minute. I want to look up the number though. RHX. Uh, what? Oh, there it is. Fidelity floating rate, high income. I, the thing I want to look at, and I've never looked at, is the portfolio. Because the truth is in the portfolio. If you want to know why the yield is so high. Oh, which is really ready? high. Yeah. Ready? percent is crazy. Ready? Yes. Yeah. How much of the portfolio is in investment grade bonds, high quality corporate bonds? Oh, how much is in government first? How much would you guess is in government, Tom? Oh, let's see. Uh, I will say it's. High, lower. high, uh, 15% in go the, lower. uh, oh, no. go as low as you can possibly go 5%, go, 3%, no, as low as you can go. Oh, how zero, low can you go? Zero. zero. Thank you. Okay. And how much is in double a zero, triple a zero, oh, a yeah. zero. See, this triple is why B, it's ready? gimmicky. Two. How much? Two. Yeah. Two percent in triple B. Oh, everything so else mm. is junk. And this is one of the people get caught up in this trap. I saw that one at three and that one's only at one something. I'll just take the three. Yeah. Until it has a problem, which. It's companies that are in trouble. Yeah. They're paying These more. So are you'll buy their debt. That yep. are in trouble. So yes, it's yielding 3.2%. It should be yielding even more than that. But because rates are so low, people are putting their money into junk bonds in an attempt to stretch for yield. And it's so detrimental. But what, what's your take overall on floating rate securities? Well, if you're just looking for income, but, it, but the problem is you don't, you're not going to get any good quality floating rates. Nobody, nobody, nobody creates high quality floating rate notes. They'd rather, they're good, if they're good quality, wouldn't you rather lock in a rate? Particularly yeah. when rates are are expected to rise. Yep, you only go floating rate because you don't have another choice. That's because exactly. A, those are the companies we're talking about. That's why. This is though. No, this is crazy. If you're looking for a safe place to keep your money, there is no question that the Vanguard Ultra Short Term ETF, the VUSB. Is a much better product. In fact, what's let me year just to date up. on the VUS? Because, um, as you know, for decades, decades, I've decades. told people to use. <laughs> I've told people to use the Vanguard Short Term Investment Grade Bond Fund, and it is now down almost four percent. I think year to date. So people VUSB kinda, is only down one percent. Okay, year to yeah, date. So it's probably has a shorter, so far more vol, a far less volatile. Yeah, the SEC yield is. One percent, one percent. The VFSDX, I believe, is still yielding like one point eight, so it's more. And just taking more risk. Ninety-four percent of the ultra short-term bond portfolio is investment-grade paper with an average duration. Are you ready for this? Duration is less than a year. Wow. Okay, but so since we're on it, what about VFSTX? No, 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 what is the average duration you. there and what's the quality oh, of that? Because I don't remember the last time I looked. Two, it's been a while. 
VFSTX. I believe it's VFSTX. VF. It is. You're good. You're good. Okay. You remembered. You remember. I remember that, but I also remember, remember to put people in it, and it is down. The yield there is 1.59. Okay, that's come down a little bit. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, 1.59, and the, uh, yeah, it's quite longer. It's almost three years. Okay, yeah. You're taking more and the risk. Credit quality is almost identical. Yeah. Almost these identical. Are good, these are bonds issued by companies that in many cases really don't need to issue the debt, but they do it for reasons of taxation. Yeah. Yeah. And they do it for reasons of keeping other assets. Yeah. That right. they that for example, if a company has a lot of money and it's all tied up in their own stock. Well, why would you want to take it out when your stock is doing incredibly well when you can borrow for cash flow needs at one percent? And my guess, I mean, look in the look at what the bonds are. Look at the companies. I'll bet there's Apple uh, in there, well, Microsoft from time to time issues this stuff. Like, well, they the, have the money, the, but they don't want to spend it. The top fourteen holdings are U.S. Treasuries, fairly reliable. Yeah, followed by Boeing, T-Mobile, Charter, Duke Energy, AT and T. Relatively AbbVie, solid. Morgan companies. Stanley, Goldman yeah. Sachs. Dell. So it's a pretty I don't see Bear Stearns in there. I don't see Lehman Brothers. You're probably okay. I don't think you see those anymore anywhere. <laughs> You're probably oh, okay. Remember, wrong. speak to me as though I was a child or a golden retriever. And everything and if you don't okay. know what he's talking about, go watch the on YouTube. Go watch the uh the what's the okay here. It's, I'm gonna just no, give you the it's title. Called the, it's called the what did we call that? I thought I thought we, the, I thought the, I named it. Oh, pardon me. We. I believe that the, I believe that the audio version was quite good. I am listening. Not to that. for you. Not for okay. you. There you go. Yeah. Oh, we're up to forty-five views. Oh, crazy! Well, I only put the, it up yesterday. All right, that's I'll, not terrible. I'll pop. And we have eight hundred and fifty-two subscribers. Please, please get us to a thousand. Please, <laughs> just for the sake of dignity. Of this because else. we want to. Yeah, because we want to be able to say what. You don't have to watch any. All you have to do is subscribe. No, you don't subscribe. have to watch any of them. No. Go to YouTube and just subscribe to the Talking Real Money channel. You <sighs> don't have to watch us. I don't blame you for not wanting to watch us. I don't. It's but rid- please subscribe. Ridiculous that we have to beg for those while we have almost 3 million audio downloads. And and 852 video That's subscribers. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's nuts, but okay, whatever. All right. We, All right. So, Tom, apparently the did tide you have some didn't questions work. you wanted to ask I me? I don't have any <laughs> questions to ask you today. Where oh, are sorry. you going to live in retirement? What are you going to do in retirement? How do I know where to How live in retirement? How much money are you going to have in retirement? Can somebody help me figure that out? Yes, they can. Who? Thank who, you for asking. Who can help me figure that uh, who, out, Tom? Who, who. A lot of people. Who, Paul Merriman, who, who, you remember who, him, who, right? Yeah, who? sure you do. Herb oh, Weisbaum yeah. got got a brand new piece about the fact that you're already hacked and what to do next. It's always happy tale. <laughs> uh, Don McDonald, you've heard of him. Tom Cock, he'll he'll be there. Barbara Devereaux, yeah, you probably may have heard her mentioned from time to time. And uh, Rick Gregrick, you you Rick's been part of things in the past. All of these people. Oh, Kevin Peterson on Medicare. You forgot. Uh, I'm forgetting uh, Apollo. Apollo water polo boy. Water polo. Lepescu. <laughs> Apollo Lepescu, of course, of course. All of these people, all together, one room, one stage, one production, ten one giant day. egos on I one know. stage. <laughs> we'll see if it all fits. That'll be the fun part. Uh, and you can guess what? You can be part of it. You can be part of it in person, but more likely, you're listening to us from a remote location, not in the Seattle area. And so, yeah, we're going to do this 
live on our YouTube channel, and it's going to be cool. That is Saturday, May 14th, Retire Meet 2022. No? For all 852 subscribers. No, there's going to be way more than because we already have like 500 people signed up for the virtual session. Wow. Anyway, it's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, so please join us, learn. You'll have fun. When is it again? Saturday, May 14th. That's coming up. I mean, we're almost to April here. 14th? I think it's May 14th. I think that's right. It's a Saturday. Okay, and it's it free for the virtual, but it does cost something. For some reason, nominal. I thought for some reason I thought it was the twenty first, but mm-hmm. <laughs> might want to check that. Uh so it, it's as I say, free for the virtual. There's yeah, a charge gonna, for the in person because the there's food. I can't make you. It's like the guy at the soccer game yesterday. I can't make you move. I, I can't drag you out May of the 14th. way. You're way <laughs> hundred pounds more than me, believe it or not. Right. So um anyway, join us. It'll be it'll be a good day. Every, every it will be sold good. out every everyone's event, been good. And ev- it has. Every person who's ever attended really seriously said it's a good event. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Is that enough? Retire me. That's enough. Let's go. Com. Okay. I'm we're done. leaving. Lunch time. All right. That, we're going to wrap this thing up. I'm Don. That's Tom. Uh, now we're going to go somewhere else and uh, spend some time talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.